Hey guys, it is just me and you here today, and I am so excited to bring you a extremely power-packed, valuable, practical episode. Today I'm giving you the five steps to get your head back above water if you feel overwhelmed. This is what to do, how to take responsibility when you feel overwhelmed. So grab something to take notes with. If you happen to be in a position in your life where you feel like the piles and the lists are adding up and you can't get to them, maybe that's a new sensation for you. Maybe it's been years that you feel like I just cannot get to all the things. And so why even try? A lot of numbing out, a lot of scrolling, a lot of feeling like you're floundering a little bit, but still kind of getting stuff done. If that's how you've been feeling, today's episode is going to change your life. Okay. (laughs) Um, Two quick reminders. If you're in the Abundant Life Lab, keep an eye on your email today because I'm actually going to send you a template so that you can do these exact things. You asked for this template when I did this teaching, this is a recording of an Abundant Life Lab teaching. And so I made one for y'all and I'm going to email one to you today. For the rest of you who aren't in the lab, reminder that the lab membership reopens at the end of June. It'll only be open for a few weeks at that time. So if you want to join, join. But as far as today's episode goes, you can just take notes and record the steps and the suggestions that I give you guys on your own just fine. And it will still be totally helpful to you. My last reminder is if this episode like speaks your language, it's where you're at and you want a little bit more help, do not hesitate to book a coaching discovery call. As a reminder, I'm a Christian life coach, and this is exactly what I help women do. Take ownership of their life, get the ship to kind of turn around, move from overwhelmed to overjoyed and work all this stuff out. I will hold your hand and help you through it. I've got two open one-on-one coaching spots right now. So check the link in the show notes to book a discovery call. I can't wait to talk to you. And I know that this episode is going to bless all y'all's socks off today. So listen, enjoy, and I'll be back next week with more interviews. Yeah. So not only how are we supposed to take ownership when we feel like we're drowning, but I'm here to remind you that it is your job to do something in that moment. What does it feel like to be overwhelmed? Um, In general, I mean, I think you all know, but let's put some words to it. It's that feeling that like really important things are not getting done. It's that feeling that the piles are getting so big. Why even work on them? It's a feeling of being a little bit frozen. Um, It's a feeling of maybe floundering a little bit, a feeling of, I don't have a lot of purpose or direction right now. Stuff is kind of starting to feel a little meaningless because we're getting lost in the weeds of stuff. Um, Overwhelm can feel like, uh, just like my life is not really fruitful. I keep like doing stuff every day, but I don't think it's very fruitful. In general, if you're overwhelmed, And by the way, overwhelmed can feel very similar to unmotivated or even a little bit, not technically, not like clinically depressed, but it can feel somewhat similar because there is that lack of purpose. There's a lack of direction. There's a lack of meaningfulness in your everyday life. 
And so there's not a lot of motivation. You're like, why don't I have these goals like other people have? Um, and, and why don't I feel really motivated to get up and do all this stuff every day? Well, a lot of people don't know because they've just lived with it for so long, but that's often because you're overwhelmed and you've maybe been living with it since like high school <laughs> or since you were a newlywed or since you had kids. But there came a time in your life when you just started to respond to life, to the external stuff that was coming at you because so much stuff was coming at you that you stopped being assertive and purposeful and kind of making stuff happen. Now, these piles or this stuff can be physical. This is where you guys can start taking notes if you want to, okay? <laughs> um, it can literally be physical. It can be like, you know, my kitchen, my bedroom, the closet, it's, there's so much stuff in there now that when I've got an hour or two of free time, I don't want to go organize the, I know the closet is stressing me out, but I don't want to go organize the closet because I know I can't get it done in an hour or two. And so you just keep shoving stuff in the closet. Okay. These piles can also be like digital, it could be emails. It can be uh, social media, phone stuff on your camera roll. I mean, we've got all the digital stuff nowadays that can just start to be like, make us feel frozen. They can be emotional. Okay. This could be like, um, I have so many, so much crap <laughs> or doubt or hurt or just issues that I need to work through. Um, maybe multiple relationships that aren't going great right now. Why do any of it? It's too much. These piles can be, like I said, physical piles. They can be emotional piles. They can be digital. They can be in your business if you own a business. Um, that's where I got to this month, just so you guys know. I had a moment this month where I was like, because my business is really at an interesting, I've been at it five years now. It's, it's growing, um, but it's at a point where I'm managing seriously, what should be like six or seven departments. And I should probably hire six or seven people to do it, but I'm managing them by myself. And I hit a moment where I was just like, all the plates are about to drop and, or I don't know which one to attend to. And again, the feeling is freeze usually, or numb out. The feeling is I'd rather just watch TV or scroll my phone, even though I know there's stuff to do in all these areas. Okay. Now I'm going to give you guys incredibly practical ways to start to handle some of this. But before I do give you those practical ways to handle it, I just want to cast a vision for you. I want to remind you that you don't have to live that way. I want to remind you that you are a soul. Okay. I want to remind you that this world is the great enemy of the soul. I want to remind you that the way that Americans live is crazy. Sometimes, most of the time, I want to remind you that the way modern society operates is crazy. It's too fast. It's too much. Okay. Our, the way that we have to take ownership here, the way that you can take control of your life here is to acknowledge and admit that we really live in an environment that is going to constantly overwhelm us. And we have to take responsibility for very consistently cleaning stuff up and cleaning stuff out 
throwing stuff away. Now, again, this is physical. It could be a metaphor for processing your emotions, whatever, take it however you want to take it. But the information that comes into us every day is unlike anything that's ever been seen in history. Okay. The amount of stuff that we consume and buy is unlike anything that's ever been seen in history. The amount of things that we have access to is unlike anything that's ever been seen in history. It's really important that you hear that you're not broken, you're not lacking, you're not even you're not even doing anything wrong. You we have to lean back and acknowledge that like we were made for the garden of Eden. I know I've said that before in one of our other teachings. We weren't really made for the chaos that is this modern day world. And you have to take ownership of keeping your world as peaceful and calm as you can, or as you like it. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to do it for you. This is important on a spiritual level because joy, peace, patience, kindness will flow out of us, right? Like, and that's what we want to be. I know y'all are here because you want to be fruitful women. You, you desire to be the fragrance of Christ to the world. You desire to be a loving, calm, peaceful presence to your family, to your friends. You desire to make an impact on the world, all the things. Okay. Do you think you're going to be able to be all those things? If your inner world or even your physical world is in chaos and in overwhelm? No, you're not. The answer to that is no, but in order to get to the peace, to the calm, to the joy, in order to, to have that lifestyle, to have that feeling happening around you and happening in your heart. It takes us saying no. It takes us using a lot of discipline. It takes us doing what we know we need to do and not giving into the buy more, do more, have a full calendar type of mindset type. Like even if it's what everybody else is doing, I'm going to give you the most practical things here today. And in fact, this is what I do myself when I hit the overwhelm stage and the overwhelm stage, um, hits every couple months. I fix it immediately because I hate feeling that way. I hate feeling like I'm operating every day and that it's not intentional and productive and moving me closer to the woman I want to be, the business I want to have, the goals I have in my life. Like I, I can't personally, I can't do it. I can't do it for more than a couple days <laughs> before I'm like, no, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my energy. I'm wasting my resources. I'm wasting my life. So I have to take a big old step back. And this is what I do. Number one, when I, let's get practical now. When I'm, when I've lost the peace, when I've lost the direction, when I'm starting to flounder, this is what I do. I immediately get the computer or a journal out and I restore. So if you're going to write these steps down, step one is restore meaning and direction. Restore meaning and direction. I sit down and I ask myself the deep questions again, because life has started to get away from me. And I say, what do I, literally I start with, what do I want out of life? What are my priorities? What are my values? Okay. 
So step one is restore. I restore meaning and direction. This, this can be done in 20 minutes, 10 minutes, maybe 30, but what do I want out of life? Okay. What are my priorities? What are my values? I've got to get back in touch with my why. What do I want out of life? What are my priorities? What are my values? Now, pouring out your heart and answering these questions, again, doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to really think because this is, I'm creating like a business plan for my life. Or these are, I'm like locked into whatever I write here for the rest of my life. Don't make it that big of a deal. Sit down, remind yourself what you want out of life. I want some peace back. I want to be close to my family. I want to raise my kids well. I want to grow my business. I want to whatever. What are my main priorities right now? Because we can all only have a few when you write down your main priorities. What are your values? Faith, maybe growth, maybe fun, maybe uh, generosity, maybe authenticity. Just pick a few. Once you've done that, <clears throat> once you've gotten back in touch with your restoring your meaning and your direction, usually at the end of that, even 10 or 15 minutes, there comes a moment where you can just say, okay, like instinctively, you'll automatically know a few things you need to change or cut out. You'll automatically be like, oh yeah, since this is my direction and these are my values and these are my priorities, suddenly you'll realize why am I doing three Bible studies a week? I don't need to do three Bible studies a week. Why did I volunteer to drive my kids and the neighbor's kids to swim lessons every day. I I'm going to have to tell them, no, take it out. Like instinctively, you'll know a few things that you have to change. Um, so you have to change them now pause as a coach. Some of you are going to struggle right there. Some of you are going to struggle right there. And that's where you either work through the heart issues yourself, cry about them, or you call me but this is where some of you are going to start to confront the, I don't want to disappoint people. I don't want to say no to stuff. I don't want to feel left. Like there will be a heart issue, maybe a wound, maybe a sin issue. There might be something that is preventing you from just changing your schedule, from ruthlessly editing what you need to edit, canceling things, taking things out, rearranging things, not because this is selfish, but because it's your job to protect your peace. It's your job to make sure that you're living out the fruit of the spirit as much as you can. And we can't do that when we're stressed and overwhelmed. We're not good at it when we're stressed and overwhelmed. God doesn't ask us to be stressed and overwhelmed. Remember, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. God didn't ask you to do all these things. So when the editing of your schedule and your list starts to happen is where you're going to run into fear lies, insecurity. Let me give you an example. As I was starting to feel super overwhelmed with my business a couple of weeks ago, I ran into fear, fear of if I don't do this all now, it's never going to get done. Fear of what if I need to hire somebody to do this thing, or I think I need to hire somebody to do this thing. What if they don't do it right? Uh, what if I waste money on hiring? There was a bunch of fear that was starting to make me feel frozen. Okay. Unable to make decisions, unable to take action. But I didn't realize that fear was there until I sat down and restored my meaning and restored my direction and kind of restored my like, okay, but God is in control. 
and God is enough. And this business and this ministry are secondary to God himself and what God is to me and what God can do for me. As I'm working out the meaning, coming back to my heart and my, and my core and my meaning and my direction. And then I'm like, okay, you know, starting to move forward from there is when I started to realize all this fear that was starting to pile up and the fear that was making me unable to just make decisions. So that's step one, restoring the meaning and direction and, and intuitively starting to, um, edit your schedule in your life as needed right there. Just the things that come up immediately. Step two, naming the areas of overwhelm. This is literally like a lot of the things I've said already. Your email inbox, <laughs> your kitchen, your closet, your garage, your car. Um, maybe it's your business or a certain, okay, maybe it's the kid's bedroom. Maybe it's, if you're homeschooling, it's the whole homeschooling realm. Maybe it's um, a certain relationship that you feel kind of frozen in. Maybe it's your desktop on your computer. It, it helps, it's necessary to actually say, these are the, the areas that I feel frozen and you write them all down. Okay. For some of you, it could be two or three things, your phone, your car, your yard, maybe it's your bills, your finances, your mind, your heart, your living room, your kitchen, your garage, your purse, your written calendar, your digital calendar. Hopefully it's not all of the above, but it could be, <laughs> there might be some of you who are like, it's all of the above. Okay. Number three is, um, making lists. And I have some unique list ideas for you guys. So this isn't just like a brain dump list or a to-do list. We got to get a little more strategic than that. List. The first one is a to-do list. It's a general, these are the things I have to get done in the next day or two. Like they're time sensitive. They're one-time tasks. You know, I've got to go to the grocery store. I've got to get ready for the guests who are coming over tomorrow night. Um, I've got a vacuum, whatever. Okay. Immediate to-do list is list number one. You can make a list of the emotions that you need to process or the scenarios that you need to process or the, in general, like the situation, okay? Because you might not know the emotions yet, but you can be like, I really need to think through, you know, this breakup I went through a month or two ago. I still don't think I've really addressed it. I, I still, it's been two years, you know, since like somebody I love passed away. And to be honest, I know I swept it under the rug. You got to put that on the list. You got to put that on the list. Um, list number three, any unmade decisions in your life or business, right? Any decisions that you've been contemplating for a while and you've, you've like been looking up or weighing the pros and cons, but you still haven't pulled the trigger. This could be, are we going on this vacation or that vacation? Am I going to hire somebody to clean my house or not hire somebody to clean my house? Am I going to um, join this gym or not join the gym? Those types of things pile up too, y'all. <laughs> and making decisions is one of the quickest ways you can start to decrease your overwhelm. Just make them. Just say no to all of them for now if you need to. <laughs> or say yes to a bunch of them for now. Um, but when you're overwhelmed, you have to be like ruthless about making decisions. Just make some decisions. Just do the best you can. If you've already asked a person or two for advice, if you've already prayed about it once or twice, if you've already kind of looked at the pros and cons, it's not going to get any clearer than it is now. Okay. 
If it's not a sin issue or a non-sin issue, make the decision, make a decision and then deal with the consequences later. The next list that you can make um, is projects that you want to do. So we've got your to-do list, list of emotions, list of unmade decisions, projects. Okay. So now we're talking about, I want to clean the garage. I want to uh, rebrand marketing. I want to research what homeschooling my kids would be like. I want to um, figure out if I want to start a small business. Now those are projects. Those are not oh, tasks. Those are not one-time tasks. Projects are a whole thing that has a bunch of its own subtasks, right? You, you can't just put clean the garage on your to-do list. Clean the garage is a project because under clean the garage is go through all the boxes, um, decide what's going to, I'm going to take to Goodwill, uh, rearrange the pet stuff, sell the camping stuff. I don't know. I'm just thinking of stuff right now, but do you see what I'm saying? Don't put a project on the to-do list. To-do list is stuff that you can get done in a few minutes or like under an hour, go to the grocery store, for example. It's stuff you can get done quickly. When, when you have a little bit of bandwidth, you'll actually do it. That's what goes on the to-do list. Projects are the like, okay, these are going to take some time and attention. Are you guys with me on that? Okay. So now you're making a list of projects. Um, later, I would recommend that you go back to the projects and you write out the specific points to the project. Okay. So for example, in my business, if I said, I want to create, um, all of the next six teachings for the abundant life lab, I want to expand social media reach. I want to create an email funnel. Those are not simple to do's. Under each one of those projects are five to probably 15 tasks to make that happen. Do you see what I'm saying? And in my brain, there are probably 15 to 20 projects. And this is true for you guys too. I know that. Okay. You guys have to-do lists and you have projects that have lists underneath them initial getting over overwhelm you guys. And this is what, this is what I'm, I'm not talking about the Okay. What's the plan to ca I'm, carry this all out in the future. I can get there and we can do that later. Today's session is the moment of overwhelm, the moment of like, I'm under, I'm underwater. I'm drowning. I cannot see the tips I'm giving you today are to get your head above water. And so much of getting your head above water is getting stuff out of your head and onto paper. It's getting stuff out of your head and onto paper. Who am I? What do I want? What are my to-do lists? What are my projects? Get it out of your head. What are the decisions I haven't made yet in my life? The next list that you can make is important conversations you need to have. Do you guys, are you starting to get a sense of all the things that swim around in our head all day, every day? And why we just go, I'd rather scroll my phone. I'd rather scroll my phone. Because where do I even start with all this stuff? Those are the lit. When we're overwhelmed, those are usually, that is usually the amount of stuff that's going on in our head. 
Okay. It's usually the amount of stuff going on in our head and boy, does it feel good to get it out on paper. Now, after making a list like that, breathe. <laughs> after making those lists, breathe. Step four, one is restoring meaning and direction. Two is naming the overwhelm. Three is making the list. Step four, honestly, is gratitude. Breathing, sitting, regulating, finding truth, finding peace, making a big old list of all the things you're thankful for right now, of all the blessings and the beautiful things in your life. Reminding yourself that even, even with these lists, you're good. Your deepest needs are met in the Lord right now. God is in control of all the things, even when we've lost it. These are helpful thoughts. Okay. I'm giving you guys the like, let's give, let's feed calm right now. Let's feed peace. Let's feed truth. Let's feed faith. Let's feed thankfulness in this moment. Because you're going to have to figure out what to do with these lists in a minute, <laughs> right? Or tomorrow, depending on like how hard it, how, how the steps are going for you. But step four is definitely a step of claiming truth, breathing gratitude. It's a, some of this you have to let breathe. You have to sleep on the lists. You have to pray about the stuff. You have to breathe through the tension. You have to give it a week or two to like get that initial to-do list done. And oh yeah, now I just remember this project. And now I remember this project. And like I'm filling out the subpoints of my projects. And maybe it's been about a week or four or five days or maybe even two weeks. Now I can make a plan. You know, getting to the point of overcoming overwhelm does not happen in one hour, doesn't happen in one little session. It, it can and should take a few days, if not a few weeks to like, whoa, and, you know, restore my purpose and direction, get all my stuff down on paper, practice some breathing and some gratitude with it all. Okay. Now I'm going to make a plan. The now I'm going to make a plan is the next step. And I'm not really going to go into that step here because the steps I've just given you are enough to get your head above water. They are enough to start to breathe. And I want to be able to answer questions before we sign off here today. I have all kinds of methods for making a plan. Okay. There's all kinds of, how do you build out your day now? How do you make sure there's margin? What are some time management? How do we make sure people don't interrupt us? How do we live life and just work on our projects a little bit each day? How do I set a longer time frame to get all of this stuff done? How do I address the heart issues or the spiritual issues that got me to this place of overwhelm anyway? Like step five, make a plan is really could be heart level for some of you. For some of us, it's not, it's just life has pulled us to overwhelm and we need to pull ourselves back and we can make a plan for ourselves in one day because we're used to this whole process or cycle. Okay. But for others of you, the make a plan is going to be like, okay, I'm making a plan to live differently. I'm making a plan to think differently. I'm making a plan to like be different. Okay. That's hard. So you've named all the areas you're overwhelmed. You've 
like refound your purpose and direction and you've made all these crazy lists and you've taken a moment of gratitude. That part's really important. Okay. I think a lot of you are like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I've, I've figured, I've at least figured this much out in the past. Like I've brain dumped stuff. Um, it's really important at that moment to do the gratitude piece, to do the claiming truth, to let God be in control because <clears throat> at the moment you've made your list, you're kind of at your messiest and you're most overwhelmed. I think, yes, it's helpful to get it out of your head, but then you see all that has to be done. And that's a vulnerable moment. That's a hard moment. And that is why that moment should be, but God, here are my giant to-do lists of all the emotions I have to process, of all the projects I need to do, of all the things I need to do, of all the people I need to hire for help, of all the blah, 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 blah. That is the moment. That is the moment where on a spiritual level, you say, God, I need you. God, you're enough. Not I, but Christ. I'm not even going to dare to start to make a plan here without inviting you into this, Lord. Like, here it is. Here's me. Here's my mess or just even my desires or the good things that I want to do, because it's not always necessarily mess. It's just life. Help me, God. Thank you for what you've given me so far. Thank you for this life you've given me. Thank you for the resources you've, thank you for, I mean, look at the stuff on my list. Some of it is amazing and beautiful. Some of it's hard, but I'm not even going to attempt to decide what I need to cut out and what I need to do and who I'm supposed to hire and how I'm supposed to process all this and what project I'm supposed to work on first without the wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit. And without pausing and saying, thank you. Like, can you guys see why after the brain dump, it's really important to enter into like a moment with the Lord? Can I get a yes on that? Yes. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. <laughs> yes. God is wisdom. God is the author of, of, he's not the author of confusion, the Bible tells us. The world and our flesh pulls us to these places and the Holy Spirit, truth and clarity pulls us back. So it doesn't matter how good my coaching is. It doesn't matter what process you can find on the internet or who you can hire without the power of the Holy Spirit, without the God of all clarity and direction, without God himself, who's going to tell you what to do and what direction to go and what you need and who you need and what you need to change. All this will cycle your whole life. You might get a little better at some of it, but you are not the holder of all wisdom. Neither am I. We don't do this on our own. If Jesus is our example, y'all, and he is, we need to remember that Jesus was never hurried. He was never rushed. He had very real heavy emotions at many times. He had really difficult things happen to him on this earth while he walked it. Hardship occurred. Uh, Satan tempted him. There was people who accused and attacked him. But as, as far as he was concerned and the way that he moved about the world, he fought overwhelmed too. He fought being rushed. 
there were lines of people who wanted to see him and he would withdraw. I guarantee you the disciples were like, we have to hurry up to this city or we have to go to that city or we have to do this or we have to do that. And he didn't give in to all the we have tos and all the we shoulds and maintaining peace in your soul is a fight. Maintaining peace in your life is takes effort, but God has given you everything you need to do it. God has given you everything that you need to do it. I want to leave you with a few more of my personal, very practical tips and tools that I've learned over the years. And then I'm going to wrap it up. When it comes to the making a plan phase, this is where I start. What can I cut out anything that I'm doing right now? Like, I mean, just right off the bat, what, what can I cut out of my life and out of my schedule to free up time? Um, time is necessary to start to work on your lists and to work on your projects. And in order to have time, you have to cut some stuff out. I pause here really quick because for most of us, that's the case. Occasionally I have been in seasons in my life and I've met people who in seasons of their life where they actually have too much time on their hand and not too much time on their hands and not enough like accountability, not enough uh, external commitments to get them out of the house every day at the same time, or just like uh, kind of think about the COVID time where it's like, you're at home all the time. You're working from home all the time. We never get out of our sweats ever. Sometimes those are the most unproductive times in our life because there's not enough external accountability. So just check with yourself about whether or not you have too much going on in your everyday life or not enough, because that's actually a real issue for some people. Okay. Not enough accountability or structure. What can you cut out? Or if you're lacking the structure, what do you need to add? Uh, to give yourself a couple, a little bit of blocks of time to start working on your lists because you're going to start working on your lists. At that moment in time, you decide whichever one feels the most urgent to you. Some of you, it'll be, I have to process, like there's some emotions here I have to deal with. The cleaning of the garage can wait. The business project I have on my mind can wait but you have to decide which, which feels the most urgent to you to start to work on. When you start to work on your lists, my most practical tips, don't let people interrupt you. Uh, put your phone on silent or in a different room. Time block, meaning set a timer for a half an hour to an hour and work on your list. Okay. You're working yourself through one of the emotions I need to process or the bigger projects I want to work on or any unmade decisions in my life. Okay. Back to our lists of like our five lists that we made. You can set aside as much time as you have or want every day to work on your lists, but don't think that you're going to just do them all at one time in the next week or two. Like so much of this is a long-term plan to work on some of these projects. Okay. It's a long-term perspective. It's a long-term, I guess maybe I'm not going to get all this stuff done for three months or six months or eight months, but then 
The discipline comes in not adding new stuff, not adding new stuff. <laughs> that's the hard part because that's where most people go awry. They're like, I got you, Rebecca. I got my vision and my core values. I got my gratitude. I got all my lists. I'm even going to make a plan. The whole plan goes awry when you start adding new stuff. It takes a lot of discipline to dig out of the piles. It's almost like if any of you have ever had to like dig out of debt, you can't plan a trip when you're, you, you if you're truly digging out of overwhelm, that's all you're doing for the next couple weeks. If it's only a little bit of overwhelm, couple months, the rest of the year, if it's a lot, but if that's what you're doing, that's all you're doing. No. Oh, I'm also going to learn how to play tennis. Oh, I'm also going to plan this massive trip to Europe. Oh, I'm also going to start a business. No, you're not. No, you're not. Time is a resource. Okay. It's a limited resource every day. And if you're going to dig out of overwhelm, that's what you're spending your time on until you've gotten to a point where, and it is possible to get to this point, you've got extra money in the bank time. Okay. Now you can spend it on starting a new business. If you want to, now you can spend it on planning an Epic trip. If you want to, or getting super fit, if you want to, but, and I, and I will say, this is, you know, this is where most of my life is. I, I can, spend my couple hours a day cleaning up and editing everything so that overwhelm never hits me. Okay. There's a cleaning up. There's an editing that happens every day. And therefore I have extra time every day. I have extra mental and emotional energy every day because I'm not frozen. I've got motivation. I've got energy. And so can you, some of you know what this feeling is like to get up and to work on the projects I want to work on, to plan this stuff, to do all the things. Like we feel good and we feel motivated because we've got time and we've got energy in the bank. But if you're an over, if you're full overwhelm, you need to be investing your time and energy into overcoming the overwhelm and working on these lists and projects and not worrying about the other stuff yet. Mind blowing hard. I can't do that, Rebecca. I don't under, I don't even understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Like what's, what's happening and we'll wrap it up because it's been a whole hour and I didn't think we were going to go a whole hour. Okay. Any last thoughts guys? And we'll say goodbye for the day of taking responsibility when you feel overwhelmed.